Good morning and welcome. What is it? Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. It's the dog days of summer. A uh, thousand degrees outside and the sun is shining. That covers the weather. Anybody who's smart is trying to find a way out of town. For most of us, though, we're stuck here working for the man. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website, the best in the business, at allamericangold.com. Keeping you all comfortably comfortably disturbed out there. Uh, well, man, every day, I never know. I never know what's going to happen. It, it makes it actually kind of exciting uh, because you just don't know what's going to happen next. The president firing off at Harley-Davidson. Harley-Davidson announcing yesterday that they are shifting production overseas in response to the tariffs. Um, I want to kind of go with the president on this one. That's a good excuse, but companies don't move like that, especially on production stuff. They don't make those announcements. I think that's been in the works for, for a while, but nonetheless... Uh, a good storyline. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. Yesterday, uh, we are spending some time uh, with Ron Paul. Ron Paul has been uh, very active this week. And and I think a lot of it having to do with the fact that uh, we're kind of a, at the anniversary of the ratification of the Constitution. So back, uh, I want to say, what was it? Probably would have been... I'm trying to make sure I get the day right. Yeah, the 21st of June, I believe, uh, 1788, uh, was the uh, New Hampshire became the ninth state uh, to sign that document. Uh, but uh, Ron Paul has been very, very active over the last several days uh, talking about the Republic. Uh, where we stand today, where our founding fathers wanted us to be, uh, talking about the manipulation. You think we have free? You know, and it's so funny because you listen to these people. Oh, we've got free markets and this and nothing close. The plunge protection team added. As a matter of fact, we stopped yesterday with the plunge protection team. We'll pick up uh, there today. Uh, the most manipulated currency. Yeah, you heard me. Currency on the planet gold uh, again today. I, it's a head-scratcher. It really is. I thought, okay, you know, they, they talk about the death cross. Uh, I'm sure some of you have seen that article uh, about out there. And that's really something where the it's really kind of simple. The 200-day and the 50-day moving averages cross, and they call it a, the death cross, because uh, that used to actually mean something. Uh, before the markets were so manipulated today doesn't mean nearly as much, but they'll use that anyway. Uh, but but I thought today maybe we could uh, find a bottom here, wherever that's going to be, whether it's going to be 1250, uh, some people say 1240, either way, I mean, we're pretty close to it. Uh, and gold was down big this morning, and now I spent the rest of the day coming right back, so I don't know. Uh, I, w- I will tell you, here's all I can tell you, is demand from China, Russia, and India 
continue to be very, very robust. Now you got to throw in the smaller countries, the emerging market countries, countries like Turkey and the stand, anything with a stand in it, uh, all participating in the gold markets. And then you have, uh, on the other side, you have the plug protection team. I mean, that's really kind of what it is. And and one of the analysts was out there, yeah, it makes no sense, but, but it is what it is. It doesn't matter. Here's what it is. Buying opportunity. That's it. That's all it is. Uh, does it make, it used to make me mad. I used to get really mad. I, I was thinking back when I first started here. And I remember, you know, because I got here during, I'll call it the, the, the real good years. Uh, 03, 04, 05. Uh, gold, when I first started, was like 300 and something, maybe 320, 330, something like that. Uh, and it went to, to 500 bucks. And, and like the first year I was there. And and then it went from 500 to 400 and actually went back to like, to like 380 or something like that. And I was so, cause it, and it made no sense, right? You know, watching all this stuff happening and, and I would be all upset and and Eric would, would be, and at the time, even my father-in-law at the time, you know, they, they were used to it. They are like, ah, it's just what it is. You know, they go in there and they control the markets and, they use J.P. Morgan and Goldman Sachs to, to control prices. And then, of course, the gold snaps back and gold went to 700 Only to be manipulated back down into the, into the high force. And I was upset again. And then gold went to 1050 And then it fell back to, to 700 and by that time, I got less, I got more accepting of the reality. And then, of course, gold went to 1950, and then it went all the way back to the 1050. And now here we sit at 1262, 1263, and people are talking about bottoms and why isn't gold catching a bid. We're going to talk about that and Ron Paul when we get back. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Wow, um, crude oil's jumped about three percent here in the last fifteen minutes. Uh, the State Department now issuing all crude oil buyers to cut Iranian imports to zero. The State Department ordered companies to cut all of their imports, oil imports coming from Iran, to zero, and they've given uh, them to November. Uh, I don't know if this is an edict to everybody or just uh, to companies here in the U.S. Again, it must be everybody because I don't think we actually import any oil from Iran. Uh, The announcement, the latest from the Trump administration to put maximum pressure on the Iranians uh, in an attempt to, I guess, crush the regime. uh, We'll see. So uh, I'll keep you posted. Uh, Any hopes of cheap oil or less expensive oil happening uh, at the end of summer may be going by the wayside. Right now, crude oil back above $70 a barrel 
uh, the State Department announcing that they want all companies to cut Iranian imports to zero, uh, giving them till November. Uh, and then, of course, uh, yesterday we heard about Harley Davidson coming out and saying, you know what, because of the, the tariffs, we are going to shift demand overseas. This morning, uh, the president uh, turned up the rhetoric, <laughs> proclaiming the beginning of the end for Harley-Davidson, saying that the uh, employees and customers are already very angry with them. Harley-Davidson should never be built in another country, never. In a tweet uh, the president put out today, he said, uh, "This it will be the beginning of the end Harley surrendered, they quit. The aura will be gone, and they will be taxed like never before. Uh, those were the words uh, from the president this morning uh, in response to Harley Davidson's announcement yesterday uh, that they were going to be shifting production overseas. Here's the problem. I mean, I'll, I'll break it down for you. Harley Davidson sales in the U.S. are down double digits. <laughs> That's the problem. They're down double digits. And the reason is, let's face it, for most people, a motorcycle is what? It's a luxury. It's a, it's a nice to have. But when you continually get your paycheck eaten away at you month after month, year after year, you know what, all of a sudden that, that extra... 250, 350, I don't know how much a Harley is, so I don't ride Harley, but, you know, 400 $500 a month uh, payment for a motorcycle just isn't in the card. So the war of words continuing to heat up, it's gonna, I, I don't know how it's all going to play. I got a really good idea. Things are going to get a lot more expensive, and I, and I think back because, you know, and I tell this story quite a bit about how when I first met Eric. And for a lot of you know, I, I married Eric's niece who lived with Eric and Lori. Some of you know my uh, my father-in-law or knew my father-in-law, Jim. Uh, they were both in the business, uh, together and then apart, and then at the, together and then apart again. Uh, they were like, <laughs> well, you know how family is. Certain people should never work together. And that was Eric and Jim, right? They they never really they, they they it was fantastic. And I used to be the guy in the middle, right? So here's here's my father-in-law on one side, my uncle on the other side, right? And they're both pulling, and I'm kind of like, man, why? What? I you know because you're like, but we're the best together. But it just didn't work out. But. When I first met Eric, this is long before I met Jim. When I first met Eric, it was at uh, Harold's Hall places, you know, the uh, up in Cave Creek. He was coaching girls softball, and his oldest daughter. I mean, Erica was probably maybe, and I'm going to eight something like that, right? Eight. 
eight maybe men and, and eight maybe generous. Uh, but it was a little girl softball team. And only Eric could have literally an entire group of girls, little girl softball team at Harold. All of them out there dancing on the dance floor. If you've ever been to Harold's, those of you will know what I'm talking about. It's a big cowboy bar. It's a Steeler bar as well. Uh, and they play country music there. And, and and you know, you can have the – it's a family thing till like, 9 o'clock, and then it's all, you know, older people. But they're out there dancing, and, and I'm out there with Sarah. We went back to, uh, back to his house, had a few uh, beers and whatnot, and then uh, – we ended up hanging out a lot together. I was over, Sarah was living there uh, with Eric and Lori, so I was there a lot. And we started golfing together, and, and you know, I was the tech stock guy. I believe, you know, Fox was nothing but the truth, the whole truth, you know, all that stuff. And uh, I just started to get to know him, and, and, and slowly over time, he would just say things. And they made a lot of sense. Right, and it, and it takes me back to yesterday with Ron Paul. When you want to ignore the laws of economics, when common sense does not prevail, you are going to have problems. And Eric, all of these things that he would be telling me, you know, like, and, and specifically talking about like NAFTA and GATT, at the time. Remember, now that was something, you know, that got passed probably mm, three years. I think it was two or three years uh, it had, uh, had been passed when I first met Eric. And he would just be talking, and, and it made sense, right, economically in my mind. It definitely made sense from a common sense perspective. And he would say, hey, you know what? One day we're going to wake up, we're going to want all these jobs back. But I'm like, but I own Cisco. Lucent Technologies. And, 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 and he's like, well, what do they do? What do they make? Right? And then and, and kittycat.com and all this other. Right? And he kept harping on the fact that, you know, you can't have a productive nation. That doesn't make anything. And I'm like, you know, that kind of makes sense. You know, we had all these foreign cars coming in, and all of our companies are laying people off. And 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 he said, you know, we're going to want it back. And he said, you know what, you're, you're not going to pay. And he and talked a lot about close. There's no more textile mills. They're all gone, right? You can't even make, you know, can't even get a pair of Levi's made in America. And he goes, you're going to want to go back to the days. And this was back when everything at Walmart seemed to be like $9, like everything. Pair of shoes, $9.99. Pair of jeans, $9.99. T-shirts were like $4.99. I mean, you know, it was just, everything was less than 10 bucks. He says, you're going to want to pay $50, $60, $70 for a pair of Levi's again. And, I, and I'm like, at first I thought, man, this guy's nuts. 
And then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, wait a minute. That actually makes sense. And little did I know how quickly it would happen. I mean, you think about it. Really, NAFTA and GATT only been going. It hadn't even been 25 years as we... Uh, as we're sitting here and, and we're talking about tariffs, talking about how, you know, think back. Go way back now. We used to fund the government with tariffs. There wasn't an income tax. As a matter of fact, you know, businesses didn't pay taxes. It was tariffs. What a novel idea. And and we're sitting here and we're talking about trade wars now. And really, what is it that we want? I think for a lot of us, we don't want to work two and three jobs anymore. We're, the gig economy, not so great. In fact, I'll give you an update on that here as well. And you know what? We replaced really good jobs. We replaced them with jobs that with no benefits. Most of them are independent contractors. Even the people that were able to hang on. GE, which, by the way, is now selling itself. No longer a Dow component. The pensions are gone. Right Now you get, you get stuck with 401Ks. And, and, you know, the, the, the snow job that they've given you on making you believe of what a great vehicle that 401k is. Nowhere close to what the pensions used to be. And eventually, guess what? We're going to want it all back. What's it going to cost? That's really the biggest problem. I mean, I was hoping for gas to go back below three bucks here any day now. Apparently, that's not going to happen. And you think about it, maybe that's a good thing. right? Maybe that's what we need to do. Maybe we need to uh, put tariffs in on everything, bring all the jobs back home to the good ones, right? get people working 40 hours a week at one job, making, you know, and Eric used to say all the time, at first it was, now, back in when I first met him, Eric talked about everyone needs minimum wage had to be $15, he said. The minimum wage, listen, I don't even think it was 5 bucks. Yeah, maybe it was 5 But I'm looking at him like, what the, whatever happened to 6, 7, 8, right, 9, 10, what do you mean, 15? And then before he retired here, and I think the minimum wage uh, well, I don't. Even, I think the official minimum wage is still like only eight dollars, officially. Most of the states now it's closer to ten. Some of the states it's even more than that. But he said, you know what? Forget about fifteen. It's got to be thirty, right? When you go to McDonald's and order the the Big Mac combo, it's got to be twenty bucks, right? He used to say, right, the new union worker has to be the McDonald's employees. You know what? I think McDonald's was listening because now McDonald's, uh, the McDonald's uh, are, are now installing those kiosks everywhere, right? They get rid of the cashier. And then, of course, you saw the, uh, I don't know if you saw where these restaurants, they're, they're trying to get these robots to cook your burgers. 
right? Because I think they get it. They're like, hey, wait a minute. Zenistrom gets his way. We're going to have to pay 30 bucks an hour to get a guy to cook a burger. Just very, very interesting when I when I think back to all of the things I learned from him. And I look at today, and I, I kind of laugh. I'm, I am, you know, the gold thing, it, opportunity is all it is, right? They, they're trying to manipulate, and it makes sense. I get why, right? They want you to pretend, hey, it's going to be okay. Right? It's, it's just Trumpy and Trump, and we're negotiating. But when you look at the real data points again, all the data points are getting worse again. We got a great special. We told you I was going to heat it up all summer long. We got a great one coming for you. This one in the silver market. And then we're going to talk about Ron Paul when we get back. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. One of the oldest and largest youth programs in America has hit a shocking, though not totally unexpected, low. The Boy Scouts of America organization has been under attack by the politically correct police now for many years. Starting in 2013 with the removal of the restrictions on admitting openly gay scouts, continuing on to the 2015 decision that allows openly gay leaders, many far-seeing public figures like Phyllis Schlafly warned of the dangerous shift toward the golden calf of political correctness. In 2017, we saw the BSA allow transgender boys, and then finally the decision to start accepting girls into the program in 2018. Last month, the Boy Scouts of America announced that, at nearly 100 years old, they will essentially cease to exist by that name. Starting next year, the organization will be known as, quote, Scouts BSA, end quote, to accommodate both boys and girls in the program, from Cub Scouts to the coveted Eagle Scouts. Phyllis Schlafly and many others have long warned that the PC police and revisionists were out to not only change institutions to fit the liberal agenda, they will also serve to try to remove all reference to what once existed. The reality of this news is that the radical left doesn't just want inclusion or even equal rights and opportunities for all. Their goal, as Phyllis wisely once told us, is to break down the most fundamental building block of our society, the nuclear family. Our founding fathers knew that the family unit was a bedrock of our free society. Phyllis Schlafly explained it well, quote, The American family used to be the fundamental institution of our stable, liberty-loving, and very successful society. It enabled us to build a prosperous middle class that was the envy of the world. The structure was based on defined gender roles, a breadwinner and protector husband and father who earned enough to support his family a full-time homemaker whose principal duty was the care and upbringing of their own children, and children who were responsible to their own father and mother. The Boy Scouts are just the latest victims of those who hate America and all she stands for. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. The traditional family is the building block of our communities and country. That's why it's imperative to support strong marriages, respect fathers, and champion stay-at-home moms. At phyllisschlafly.com, we oppose the liberal attempt to redefine the family. To join us, visit phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 
800-951-0592. Today's Dog Days of Summer opportunity in the silver market. Uh, Right now, by the way, silver... Silver is unchanged, really. Sixteen, well, sixteen thirty-two. Uh, silver was all the way down to sixteen dollars and fourteen cents. Uh, just like gold's uh, come all the way back here, sixteen thirty-two on silver today. Special U.S. silver. These are half-dollar rolls, so they come twenty in a roll. These are the pre nineteen sixty-five, so sixty-fours and older sixty-fours be the Kennedys and then the Franklins and the Walkers. They're $130 a roll. If you buy 25 rolls or more, and and 25 rolls is about a quarter of a bag, we'll take them down to $125 a roll. At $125 a roll, that would put your price per ounce below seventeen and a half dollars. Be seventeen dollars forty eight cents. We talking about a dollar? Well, let's see. Minus, I can't do the math in my head anymore. Isn't that terrible? A dollar sixteen over spot when you buy twenty five rolls or more. But even at 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 one hundred and thirty, you're still looking at less than two dollars over spot. I mean, it, it, it's incredible. Uh, what you're able to do right now, take advantage of yeah, dollar, a dollar eighty-five, dollar eighty-six over on the first twenty-four rolls. You get to roll twenty-five. Uh, you get it all the way down uh, to barely a dollar over spot at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. There's twenty half dollars. You get ten dollars space in every roll of junk silver. That equates to 7.15 ounces of silver. Uh, you know, you think about half dollars for most of the however many years I've been here, 15 years I've been here, cost on a half dollar would have been somewhere close to 18 and a half dollars right now if silver, based on on uh, silver being here at sixteen thirty-two, uh, that would have been that would have been cost. So really, in actuality, you're able to buy uh, rolls of half dollars below what cost had historically been for a decade and a half. And again, you have these anomalies. Only because, and this really shows you the manipulation that's really out there, right? Why why would the market be so out of whack? Well, it's just so heavily manipulated. Remember what Ron Paul said yesterday. Why is it that the Federal Reserve, even though the Constitution says our money should be gold and silver, says it's not money, and then works so hard to keep the price below where it should be, right? That that tells you all that you need to know. When we were talking about Dr. Paul yesterday, we talked about the four most powerful agencies in the country. And the ones that are in control of the manipulation, they rig the reports, 
right? Remember, he tells you how they defied economic principle, right? Defy common sense. Talking about the Federal Reserve, right? They're first. The Treasury Department, right? They're second. Uh, by the way, I got an update on them. The Treasury Department, uh, Bloomberg reporting that they, apparently they are now going to go after uh, Chinese investments. If I don't get to it today, I'll get to it tomorrow. The, the Security and Exchange Commission, and that's what we don't talk a lot about, the SEC. Right? They're the ones. And see, most people don't realize this. There's no vote in Congress about your bank account. There's no vote in Congress about access to your money markets in your 401ks, in your IRAs. That's all handled in the SEC. And somewhere in one of your statements on the back were all the fine print that nobody ever reads, they told you about it. And even if you read it, you probably didn't even understand what it was you were reading. And then, of course, the Commodities Futures Trading Commission. Key individuals involved in the in any rescue operation during the the fiscal and financial crisis, of course, were those four major institutions. It is his opinion, speaking of Ron Paul that the Treasury Exchange Stabilization Fund, which was funded by the gold confiscated in 1934 by FDR at $20 an ounce and immediately repriced at 35 and I, there was a little delay there. I think they confiscated, shut the banks in 33, confiscated the gold, and then in 34... Uh, the price got changed to 35 bucks. Great trick, right? It's still legally permitted to be engaged in the gold market and foreign exchange rates. So uh, I guess it's something I didn't even know. You always learn something new. So Ron Paul says they gave themselves the legal. And guess what? They've kept it ever since. And then he goes on and he talks about all of the the failed things and all the bubbles that they've missed and talking about after 07, the quantitative easings, uh, the amazing, what he calls the amazing stock market success, well, up until January of 2018, and now we've got, what, volatility, is especially interesting since there has been nothing more than net outflows of funds from the market. And we don't talk a lot about that. Uh, and every once in a while, I used to, and, I, and now it's just so normal, I don't talk about it anymore. The volumes when I first started, I mean, it was routine. Every day, 1.2 to 1.5 I don't know, a billion shares traded hands every day in the NYSE, and the NASDAQ was even higher. In a big volume day, you could get two, three billion shares traded. Today, 
most days, there's less than 800 million shares traded every day. And that's kind of one of the things that Ron Paul talked about. We'll get a little deeper in this when we return. Don't forget about those half-dollar rules, 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Today's special keeping me off the golf course, rolls of silver half-dollars. You get 20 half-dollars in a roll. Rolls 1 through 24 are at $130 a roll, about $1.85 over spot. You buy 25 rolls or more, and feel free to buy more. I would. We're going to take it down to $125 a roll. So if you bought uh, 25 rolls at $125, it'd be $3,125. But it drops your cost all the way down to $17.48. I mean, you're talking about uh, less than a dollar twenty over spot. Uh, just uh, the best price I think I've ever seen on silver. When you think about for the first fourteen years I worked here, cost on half dollar, just cost for me to buy them, usually ran about two bucks over spot. That was like a normal cost, and then I'd sell them to you for like three bucks over spot. So to be able to pick these up at these prices, uh, and of course silver, I think silver probably more so than gold. The bottom is probably here. Of course, who knows? Uh, silver we or gold we continue to watch in in in, in almost comedy as to to what's happened, but it doesn't last. And like I said, we we've seen this I don't know countless times, but we're talking here about Ron Paul. And he's, he's naming the names. And, he, of course, he's always done it. Talking about the things that they have done. Talking about how, how, would, how are we having this great rally when less and less people own stock. And one of the things, uh, you know, obviously he's pointing out to, right, the plunge protection team, uh, all of these four groups all working together. Abnormally low interest rates, that's one way. Permanent stock buybacks, right? You think about all the all the uh, tax cut money. Broke a record, right? These, you, you know, you think about it, we broke a record this year in stock buyback, yet the Dow's down. How big would we be down without the buybacks? That's a great question. Mergers. Hasn't it gotten out of hand now? I mean, who was somebody? I think Disney's buying Fox or something like that. I mean, we're going to be down to like one media company. We're going to have, going to have Amazon, Walmart, uh, one one uh, media company out there. It, it's almost like communism in reverse. Remember, like communism, they're like, oh, the rest, you only got one shoe in the shoe store. Well, guess what? We're, we're getting there. Low interest rates, stock buybacks, mergers, and direct intervention in purchasing stocks and bonds by the plunge protection team. And 
by its allies around the world. And we know this, right? This isn't new. The funds callously provided by the Fed, right? When we talk about we want to audit the Fed and why it is that they are so resistant. It has a whole lot more to do with this type of stuff than anything else. Right? Oh, well, we do want it. You know, we, we, we say we did this and that, and, and here it is, and, and you order what we want. No, we want to see it all. Where's all the money? Who are you giving it to? Right? And then once we know, then what did they do with the money you gave them? To prop up markets and to manipulate the gold price. There's a good reason the financial elite hysterically oppose an audit of the Fed. And I will tell you, we will get one. It's going to happen. Of course, it's going to be after the fact. If more people knew just how fragile the economy really is, and what has been required to hold things together, there would be a lot less optimism. But the bigger question is, do people accept the government's favorable reports on the state of the nation's economy? Even the mediocre GDP reports, you know, and it's so funny, they're, they're getting so giggly about 3%, which, hey, listen, don't get me wrong, I'm happy. We haven't seen 3% in a long time. Problem is, I don't know how, the, we'll see how long that lasts. Overstate the actual growth. This is Ron Paul. Since 2008, government debt has exploded brings up a great point, which some claim supports the notion that the more debt the Congress runs up, the better the economy will be, rather than admitting there's been no real overall growth. I mean, if we didn't run a trillion dollar deficit this year, what would would GDP really be? The increase in prosperity has been limited to the already wealthy. It is true that the rich are getting richer and that the middle class is being wiped out. Belief in this fiction is limited and the seriousness of the problem that more than half the population now realizes explains a lot of the anger and frustration people feel. Common sense, economic principles. 800-951-0592. Final segment coming up. Final segment on a Tuesday here. Goals down 380. Twelve hundred sixty-two dollars. Uh, silver right now. Silver is actually down uh, three cents. Twelve or sixteen 
29 right now on silver. Uh, the Dow's kind of wavering back and forth right now. It is up 60. Uh, most of it on the news, crude oil. And up another 3.5% now. Uh, two, another $2.50, $70.50 a barrel. As the State Department says, they want all companies to eliminate Iranian oil, have it down to zero uh, by November. Uh, have not heard a response from Iran yet. Have not heard a response from China uh, yet. Uh, we'll wait to see India yet. I know that they use a lot of Iranian oil. Uh, we'll see how all of that plays out either way. Uh, look for gas and, and uh, prices at the pump to stay elevated. Uh, today's special, again, the summer spectacular rolls of silver half dollars. Rolls 1 through 24, and there's 20 half dollars in a roll, $130, which is less than $2 over spot, about dollar eighty. Five day dollar ninety over spot. If you buy twenty five rolls or more, and twenty five rolls will take it down to one hundred and twenty five dollars a roll. Twenty five rolls would run you three thousand one hundred twenty five dollars. That would put your cost uh, something like something below a dollar twenty uh, over spot at eight hundred nine five one. Zero five nine two. Uh, Ron Paul. This week, our economy is burdened with a multitude of problems. Unsustainable government deficits. I'm telling you. What do you need? This is just the beginning. So we're going to be a trillion plus by 2020. We're going to be talking about two trillion by 2025. We're going to be talking about three trillion a year. Unfunded liabilities. Student loan debt, man. Boy, what a sucker job they did. Right? Think about what they've done in the last 20 years. Now, it used to be you didn't go into, into debt until after you got married. Now, the second you graduate high school, they want to load you up. And this is, they've had to. This is how they're keeping the pretend economy going. I mean, what are they going to do now? Debt for your dogs? Stagnant wages, right? I've been all over that one. All lingering consequences of the Federal Reserve and, of course, generate huge social conflicts. Uh, the broken educational system. Remember, they told you you got to be educated or you're not going to survive in this economy. Now we've got... Uh, more college grads than ever being cashiers, waitresses, waiters, bartenders, right? And all the jobs that you used to be able to get without a degree are gone. And somehow they want you to believe that this is economic prosperity. For who? And how long will it last? And I think that's Ron Paul's big warning all week this week was don't be fooled. 800-951-0592 rolls of silver half dollars 130 a roll by 25 or more rolls we'll take them down to 125 a roll 800-951-0592 everyone take care enjoy the rest of your Tuesday we'll be back for a hump day